From the nearest comic book to the farthest cinematic universe, journey into the past, present, and future of your fandom. This is Meanwhile. This is Meanwhile. This is Meanwhile. Twenty-two pages later, with your hosts, the Cap, MFG, and Ralph the Tech. Please stand by. At the time of this recording, we are past the holiday season and just starting the new year. So I have to ask, what is the most welcoming thing that you could have on a cold winter day? Hot soup or hot cocoa? Curious to know the answers. Welcome to another edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 208. So you thought you got, I was going with a joke there. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, The Cap. And with me as always is the man whose New Year's resolution should probably be to refrain from saying, I told you so, when guessing movie plots. He is Mike, also known as MFG. Yeah, and also your resolution should be that you should stop believing that people think you're about to tell something funny. Oh. Um, <laughs> funny. And to answer, if you were interested in my answer, uh, it's hot cocoa because it really is just what I am. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, ladies and gentlemen, he did not read my script previously. That was just a multiply. <laughs> Anyhow, I want to start this New Year's off with a, another horribly described movie. Hmm. <laughs> I, I'm not excited anymore because I, I lose so many of these. This one, eh, eh, yeah, you'll get this one. Okay. Oh, um, my God, it, you squeaked. <laughs> I'm doomed. All righty. Good girl goes bad to win back horny teen with oily hair. Good girl goes bad. Oh, I know this one, but okay. All, All right. right. Let's see if you do. You'll find out after the quick news. I can't wait to get this one point right of the, of the new year. <laughs> <laughs> and our other illustrious host is the man whose New Year's resolution should be to refrain from spoiling a movie that we review within the first five minutes of the damn review. He is RT Squared, Ralph the Tech. I don't make resolutions that are impossible. What are you talking about? <laughs> impossible? Whoa. Okay. Damn. So the other day, while I was fixing uh, um, a few NASCARs for some famous drivers, I can't really say their names right now because, you know, you know privacy issues and whatnot. <laughs> so while I was fine-tuning the engine, making it rev, and that thing was just going to go super, super fast, a thought occurred to me. Everything Richard does is a dick move. <laughs> very true. <laughs> you know what's funny? I never I never knew any Richard to even test that theory. But you're absolutely right. <laughs> I knew a few Richards. They were, they See, were I don't know any guys. Richards because I, I live I grew up in a place where Richard was just not a name. <laughs> and if it was, that prob the person probably used another name because he knew what was gonna happen. Yeah, they called him Ricardo. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. What's your name, Ricardo? Oh, Richard. Shh, mom. <laughs> if you call me Richard, they're going to say I'm a dick. <laughs> but you that. are, honey. But you are. <laughs> but you're my little dicky. And that would be the end of his career. <laughs> He'd have to move to another, to another city. Another city, try another universe. Right. <laughs> All right. So today is the podcast you've been waiting to hear. And the one we've been waiting to give you as we discuss the friendly neighborhood. Wait, wait, what? Yep, oh, okay. So, oh, hold on. So, so Omicron has, um, I'm just reading this. Omicron has made it really difficult for people to watch movies here in New York City. 
No. Big problem. I, I totally understand. You know, no sweat. Here at M22, we adjust. So let's th- let me start again. <clears throat> Today's podcast, we'll be discussing the Disney Plus series that follows a certain Marvel hero through his exploits during the holiday season. But does this series make him more interesting? This episode, we will be reviewing the Marvel Studios slash Disney Plus miniseries, Hawkeye. But Ooh. first, MFG has a lot to spill in a little bit of time about nerd happenings in the geek world. Why do you think his name is MFG? MFG stands for more freaking gossip, duh. So here he is, Mike, and his quick news. And now, the quick news, brought to you by MFG and Ralph and Cal. That quick news intro was brought to you by the Depressed Loft Foundation. They care. Aww. No snuffy? No snuffy. <laughs> they care, but you just can't tell. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Unfortunately, as we probably figure, uh, anyone that's been around since the new year ended, we're opening this with a little bit of death. Uh, so Betty White, the beloved sassy actress of TV and film, died on New Year's Eve. The former Golden Girls star had made plans to share her 100th birthday celebration on January 17th with a TV special. White was a fixture with audiences for nearly seven decades, taking home an immense number of awards during her reign. Eight Emmy Awards, a Grammy Award, three American Comedy Awards, and three Screen Actor Guild Awards. Off screen, she was an avid animal rights activist. Uh, The cause of Betty White's death has been deemed as natural causes. She was 99. I can't say anything. I mean, I would never say anything bad about somebody when we, when we talk about death. But you know, I just she just seems so lovely, and she seems so funny, and and like yeah. looking at her through her history, very accomplished. Even yeah. though when you said Grammy Award, I'm like, was this back in the day when there were only three songs on the radio? <laughs> I don't know if it was for a song or not. Though. A lot of times, like I mean, like Red Fox had uh, Grammy. You know, a lot of that stuff was spoken words and stuff. But again, I don't know what she got it for. So. But oh, but she just seemed so amazing. Yeah. Made me wish I met her. Um, she always seemed so friendly, and I really thought she was going to make it to a hundred. I'm so sad to hear yeah. that that we lost her. But she lived a, she lived a really great life. Yeah, she really did. She lived a long time. One of the funniest videos that I've seen was with um, Betty White, uh, Ryan Reynolds, and I think it was Sandra Bullock when they were doing that that um, uh, the proposal. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's like a scene of them behind the set. And to everyone else, Betty White is so sweet and loving. Mm-hmm. But then when it's just her and Ryan Reynolds together, she's like cursing at him and, and treating him like horribly. And he's like, <laughs> what did I do? Why do you hate me so much? <laughs> <laughs> and then Sandra Bullock comes back and she's acting all sweet. And then Ryan's like, you should hear what she was saying. Sailors would blush. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and what's interesting is... um watching her on Golden Girls. I mean, like, mm-hmm. that was just really great stuff. Like, honestly, like, I, I mean, all four women were great. Yeah. But she was the one that kind of really, like, you know. Well, it was her. It, it, well, she was playing out of type. Normally, she played, like, even well, obviously, back in the day, she wasn't going to be foul-mouthed, but she was always the snippy, sarcastic, kind of mean girlish person. That was mm-hmm. generally the type of roles that she played. So, and in fact, I had heard that on Golden uh, Golden Girls, that wasn't exactly the character she was supposed That's to be. That's correct. I was just <laughs> going to say that. Yeah. yeah. So that was kind of funny that like, but that one was so out of character for her that it really worked well for her. 
it was rumored that that Blanche and Rose were supposed to be flopped. That yeah. Rue McClanahan was supposed to play Rose, and uh, and um, Betty White was supposed to be Blanche. Yeah, and they it, went the other way with it. They just I can't even. Ima- I can't even imagine that. Right? You know, like, like I mean, even though you know they're actors, they're just playing a part. I just can't. I just. It just seems weird trying to imagine Betty White talking about having sex with all these guys. Yeah, <laughs> like like Blanche was the, just just imagine that you're like, no, I'm good. <laughs> her um her Grammy was for best spoken word album. That's what I figured had oh, to be spoken go. word. What year was it? Um, it was the fifty fourth Grammys. Okay, I don't know when. Let's that say was. the year. Well, but but the bottom line is, I mean, she's, oh wow, yeah. oh, that recent. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of something like wow. ages ago. Yeah, what oh, a surprise. God. Yeah, nice. Well, prop, prop, props to to Betty White for all of her accomplishments, and you just you know, I mean, hopefully, you know, I'm glad that she brought so much joy and oh, and God, fun yeah. to everybody's life. So, and you, you know. guys have to, if you haven't watched Hot in Seattle, you have to watch. I mean, Hot in Cleveland that is just so funny. I was, that ended just a few years ago, but that show was really really funny. Yeah, I heard, I heard about that. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Unfortunately, New Year's Eve wasn't nice to anyone else either. So I have even more sad news. Uh, this time for fans of AMC's Comic Book Men. Cast member Robert Bruce, a.k.a. the pop culturalist, was found dead in a storage facility in Red Bank, New Jersey on New Year's Eve. Oh, my God. Family members became concerned when Bruce had not been seen in several days and was thought to be living in the storage unit, which also served as his office. Although no cause of death has been released, police do not believe there was foul play. Robert Bruce was 62. That is horrible. Oh, my gosh. I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. I mean... And you said that that they were worried about him, but his, but his office was already the storage unit as well as it being. A well, his unit. office was a storage unit, but they, they they believe he'd actually been living there. Wow. So who knows what kind of times or mental states or whatever oh, the man. case may be. You know, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm re- another thing I'm really sorry to hear yeah. about, just on a whole yeah. different level. All right. yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And last but not least, something that's not a death. Uh, it's been 2022 for a hot second. But that's an eternity for Hollywood rumor mills. So let's kick off the new year with this juicy tittle-tattle. According to the usual reliable sources, after the events of the constantly upcoming Flash movie, uh, Warner Brothers is going to be de- uh, is going to decanonize Zack Snyder's Justice League to make way for Supergirl and Batgirl to be the new DCEU's power players with Shazam thrown in the mix as well. Proof? Who needs proof? I'm just happy to get a few good nights uh, rest, hoping that Warner Brothers is finally moving away from its abusive boyfriend. Oh my goodness! <laughs> wow. Okay. So, so, so that as much as people are like bring on the Snack Snyderverse now, DC's like, okay, I, we're well, done. Let's... Warner Brothers has never been. They have never been on board with that. After after that flop, they reluctantly let him make this. And as he's been talking, you know, because he's. What Snyder's trying to do is get everyone such an uproar that he feels that Warner Brothers is going to be like, all right, just like they gave in the last time. But they're just kind of like, no, we've got our own thing to do. I mean, like all these fans that I, I want to hear every fan that I'm never going to watch another DC movie again. Sure, you won't. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? and, and, and if we finally produce a good one, Snyder who? <laughs> you know? what, what's, what's in, the one thing I'll say, though, is just just to be clear is um with with Snyder, don't get me wrong. Watching the new Snyder movie, even though you know, no matter how you feel about it, you know it was interesting, and 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 it was you know like okay, well, it's a complete vision. You got to complete your vision, okay. That that that, that that's fantastic. But 
What's interesting is I remember us doing the review of the original stuff that he's done and some of the stuff he said, which kind of makes me feel like, yeah, you know, as much as I like some of your vision, some of the things that I know that you want to do with some of these characters, I'm not down with. So yeah, no, I, I'm, you know, like I said, you had your run. It didn't work out too bad. Time to move on. How are you feeling about that, Ralphie? How are you feeling about um, the, 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 the moving away from the Snyderverse for DC and Warner Brothers? Listen, as long as they give us a good story, I'm fine with it. Exactly. You know? Because exactly. this is the, the problem that DC's had all along is that they've tried to create good stories and they've, they've done things that <clears throat> Wonder Woman 84, you know, that just <laughs> wasn't really good, you know? Right. No fault you to the mumble that one, bro. Right, you didn't yeah. even mumble that one. You said straight out. Like, like Wonder Woman 84. I'm like, wasn't that supposed to be subtle? <laughs> I mean, you, you could have written a much better story. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. So, like, yeah. as, as long as they give us a good story, I don't care who the hell they put in there, you know? Right. Freaking, you know what? Bring Plastic Man into this bitch, you know? Yo, you oh, were just great. trying to wedge Plastic just trying to figure anyway. out how to get him in there, man. All the oh, time. All the time. He he bends and twists more than Plastic Man to get Plastic Man into a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> Just give oh us my. a good story. I could just hear Ralph just talking to the garbage collector. Well, I sorted my metals, my papers, my plastic mans, and everything's in the bins. And the, oh, did I say plastic man? Oh, I didn't mean to say. I meant to say plastic. <laughs> but you know, plastic man is a great DC character. He's very underrated. And the guy's like, "This is the fifth time I've been here. We're no longer collecting your trash." <laughs> <laughs> oh no, they know they should collect my trash because if they don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you and your monkey dartboard, you haven't brought up in a while. <laughs> Um, so is that, that all is, the quick, that's that everything quick I got. All right. So let's go into your, um, horribly described movie, which I think I got. Yeah. I, and I wonder if Ralphie's going to be ready for this one. I don't know. Let's find out. See if, Ralph, are you going to go first or shall I? You can go first. Okay. So right, Mike, say it again for those who, who might've missed it. Here we go. Horribly described movie. Good girl goes bad to win back horny teen with oily hair. Grease. What do you say, Ralphie? It's definitely Grease. I mean, it is Greece, of course. <laughs> oh my goodness! Start off with a win. Come I on. can't even. I can't even lie. I was like, it's that easy, and I tried to like overthink it, like it might be something else. Um, what's what's the line that she goes? Tell me about it, stud. Yeah, there it goes. Yeah, there it is. I've seen Greece. I won't lie, and I don't care. This is gonna be in you know in the universe in the ether. Everybody has Greece. seen Greece. <laughs> I've seen Greece like a hundred times. But have uh, you seen Greece too? I've seen it once, and that was more than enough. I, no matter what Michelle Pfeiffer has to say, I just I seen Grease two four times because it used to be on HBO back oh, in the day wow. in Loop, and you try to like it because you're like, oh, it's got to be good. It's Grease. No, and then you realize not always. You know, sequels don't work the same way. The like Empire Strikes Back. The only good thing about Grease two is that it ended. Is the motorcycle? <laughs> oh God, the motorcycle steals the show. You I've know. seen it once. Yeah, to me, the only good thing about Grease 2 is that it made sure there wasn't a Grease 3. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> That's definitely true. It should have been a one and done. Hit it and quit it. Yep. <laughs> so, Ralph, do you have any quick news? News, news, plenty to spare, but none for me to air. Oh, wow. That was good. A nice little rhyme. Yeah. I actually have quick news, and it has to go back on um, go back to death because I'm, I'm surprised Mike didn't mention this. I know... If, Ivan was he probably would have mentioned this. Um, that um former football coach, super bowl winning coach, and um 
um, I would say video game empire creator John Madden died oh, December okay. 28th. Yeah. Oh, I hadn't even heard about that. What? Are you serious? No, <laughs> no, I didn't even heard about it. It was all over the news. John Madden, yeah. they just did a, um, a special on him on, on Christmas Day, talking about his life and his career and whatever. And I don't know if he was sick. I know they said he was, you know, they were worried about him, but there was nothing like, oh, he has cancer or anything like that. Right. He passed away um, on December 28th. Wow. And for oh, those who don't know John he? Madden, he was a, he was the coach for the um, the Oakland Raiders back in the late 60s and into the early 70s, I believe, and won the Super Bowl with them. I mean, obviously, if you're a video game person, John Madden football is only is the only football game out there now. You know, right. he revolutionized the way people look at the sport on a video game level and understanding it. And if you ever watched him broadcast, he would he was already one of those color commentators that was so entertaining that even if you didn't know the sport, you felt intrigued to like listen. Even if you're like, I don't know what the frick football is, he explained it in a way we're like, okay, I kind of get it. I might not care, but I get it. Right. Wow. And he was always fun, always really engaging. Um, they always I've heard nothing but great things about the man. And just to hear that he passed away, you know, I mean, it was sad, but leaves leaves a, a long legacy behind him. Two kids, and you know, a wife. His wife's name was Virginia Fields. Wow, that that's that's a really cool name. <laughs> How old was he? Eighty five. Um, yeah, wow. eighty five. Oh, yeah. So, unfortunately, this new year started off with, or at least last year, going into the new year, right? Started off with a bunch of deaths, but hopefully, we can, you know, have some good out of this, you know. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So didn't mean to bring us down. Just felt like, you know, like we got to give props to Betty White. I definitely had to give props to John Madden. Mm-hmm. Anyway, moving right along. So now let's move into the main portion of the show. And let's talk about the Disney Plus Marvel Studios miniseries that people wanted to be based off of the book series, but it really wasn't. But we'll get into that in a second. Um, Hawkeye. And with the synopsis is the guy who always hits the bullseye. See what I did there? Mike, also known as MFG. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hawkeye is the latest MCU-related miniseries streaming on Disney+. Plus. The six-episode run was created by Jonathan Igla and based on Marvel characters Clint Barton, created by Stan Lee and Don Heck in Tales of Suspense number 57, way back in September of 1964, and Kate Bishop, who was created by Alan Heinberg and Jim Chung in Young Avengers number 1 of April 2005. As a MCU Phase 4 entry, incidents in the series take place after the events of Avengers Endgame. Hawkeye has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 92%, with audience at 91%, and a Metacritic score of 66 out of 100, with an audience at 62 out of 100. It's kind of okay. Even on both sides. Yeah, I know. Like, there we go. <clears throat> all right. Let's do a little synopsis here. All right. All right. Let's get your third grade mind sated by saying this review is about a hero with a long, rigid shaft that's built for penetration and always hits the spot. (laughs) If I'm in third grade, I don't know what penetration means, but go ahead. You you better now? Good. All right. It's beginning to look a lot like uh, tracksuits this holiday season as the Avengers' most useless card-carrying member enjoys some family time in NYC. Meanwhile, a lippy 20-something college student stumbles upon a black market auction of Avengers memorabilia and walks away with the Ronin suit. The suit doesn't come with the vigilante's blood-soaked sword, but it does come with lots of past enemies looking to kill the former menace of the criminal underworld. Team-ups, training, and a one-eyed dog soon follow as trick arrows litter the streets of the Big Apple in a bid to lay to rest one hero's shadowy past while birthing the bright future of another's. 
Oh yeah, and Black Widow's sister is in town to catch some shows and kill Clint Barton. All righty, <laughs> starring Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye Clint Barton, Haley Seinfeld as Kate Bishop, Tony Dalton as Jack Duquesne, Fra Fee as Kazi, Alex Punochevic as Ivan, Linda Cardellini as Laura Barton, uh, Vera Farmiga as Eleanor Bishop, Alakwa Cox as Maya Lopez, Florence Pugh as Elena Bolov, excuse me, Bolova, uh, aka the Black Widow, uh, two, Vincent D'Onofrio as Wilson Fisk, the Kingpin, and Jolt as Lucky the Pizza Dog. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky the Pizza Dog. All right, so let's get into it. Um, Hawkeye, the series. But before we even get into anything, let's press that spoiler button that we paid so much money for and get on with it. Warning, the following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. All right, so I'm, ha- I'm obligated to say that that spoiler warning was brought to you, British accent and all, by Steve Francis of Stitch Productions. So you got your dangerous arrows, your really dangerous arrows, your uh-oh, watch out arrows, and your stush arrows. Hey, turn up your hearing aid. Why? Someone's firing stush at you. <laughs> you gotta watch All out right, for the stush, man. <laughs> All right, so let's let let let's, let's get into it. Let's talk about it. Hawkeye. Um What's interesting is out of all of the Avengers, out of all the original Avengers from the MCU, the, the, the original team that got put together in the first movie, Hawkeye's the last one to have his own solo project, really. You know, even though people say, well, the Hulk didn't. Well, technically the Hulk did, you know, even though right. the, the, the actor changed, but still. Um, and what's interesting is that even the writers kind of recognize in a lot of how they write, um, you know, the content how fans feel about him in comparison to the rest of the Avengers. Does this series, do you think the series made Hawkeye more interesting or relevant? Relevant? No. Interesting? Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, it's, it's still like, like, I mean, just even when you watch the show, when someone's like whips out a gun and then he's without an, an arrow in his hand has to then reach back really fast, put the arrow in, draw it and go. You're like, you would have been shot. Like I, like like these this isn't like some kid that 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 you frighten and he just happened to pick up a gun it's like these are trained professionals you, they would have shot you you know but right exactly but um but this show made him um definitely much more fun it it, it brought the character um some dimension which the movies didn't have and and you know you understand it from the movies it's kind of hard to make him interesting just like i'm glad that they went with this television series and not a movie I don't think a movie, I mean, maybe after this series, they could do a movie, but beforehand, there's no way you could have done a movie about him, and it would have been as interesting, I think, as the show was. Okay. Rocky Boy, what do you think? Well, as much as I hate to agree with Mike, (laughs) I have to agree with Mike. It did make him more interesting, but not not really very relevant to uh, the current, you know, uh, DCU, but it was fun to see him interacting and with Kate Bishop and, and just, just to see, uh, to have him have his own storyline without the other Avengers. Cause he is one of the, let's say two Avengers that doesn't really have like superpowers. Right. right. Well, Unless, technically three. Who's the third one? Tony. He doesn't yeah. have any superpower. I oh. mean, he got like a super massive brain. So 
That's not a superpower. He's just smart. (laughs) Listen, when I take over the world with my supermassive brain, I want you to tell me it's not a superpower. (laughs) And I stand behind you with a simple uh, slingshot and a metal ball and take you out. It won't be a bow and arrow. (laughs) I refuse it to be a bow and arrow. (laughs) So my Goliath in this case. Sweet. Um, but, so, so yeah, it was it was just good to see him have his own storyline, you know, and, and yeah, and to 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 have us empathize with this man, like, because you know how with most superhero stories, you don't really see them like how they deteriorate, you know. Mm-hmm. You you always every movie always makes it seem like they take these hits and they they keep on going, you know, like they, there's nothing wrong with them. But you see, he he did. Yeah. You see (laughs) the toll that it's taken over the the course of the movies that it's taken on him. You know, the simple fact that he lost his hearing and they show this, you know, it's. Well, yeah. Well, he's he's mostly without hearing in the one ear and then, you know, he's good in the other. But that's the funny part. I mean, that part they kept consistent. But nonetheless, he still was the action hero that's taking fall after fall after fall after fall. And it's like, oh, okay, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, okay. I mean, that's, but that's. Part, um, you know, that's that's uh, part and partial of superhero movies. You know, unless, right. unless you're making something that's truly realistic, which you know MCU is not, and I'm good with that. I die hard. <laughs> yeah. When they did, um, just like the quick cut, because when they asked him, it was like, um, so so what happened? Like, why? How'd you lose your hearing? And you just see the the quick cut of all the different explosions and stuff that he's gone through, mm-hmm. and he's like, just just stuff happens. Right. <laughs> well, he should have said what? Yeah. Why you? <laughs> That's what should have been the reaction. I mean, I agree. I think that it ma- definitely makes him a lot more interesting. I mean, um, some people were trying to say relevant. I think in, in um, not even relevant in regards because you could not watch Hawkeye, and fine. you could probably pick up a lot of stuff from watching other films. Mm-hmm. But it was a good. I mean, it was I, it was an enjoyable series. I'll say that. Um, I think it's, it was more interesting than what that what 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 Josh Whedon try to do with Hawkeye in Avengers 2. Mm-hmm. Okay. With the whole, you know, he has a family and you, there's a lot of Hawkeye you didn't know about and the family lives on a farm and he's got a wife and two kids or like wife and three kids, excuse me. Mm-hmm. You know, it 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 almost, you know, it did better. It didn't almost, it did better than what Joss Whedon tried to do. Well, I mean, Joss but, Whedon also did not, I mean, he wasn't featuring Hawkeye. I mean, it was just to give you a, a timeout for the movie and you know give you a little bit a little bit of backstory about a character that we had literally no backstory for at all i mean even even uh the black widow you got like hints of her having been a spy and blah 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 him is just like we don't know what he does um so this one because i mean you figure it's not that they changed it they just added on to it and that's what i liked about is that they didn't try and make this a superhero thing i mean granted he it's so funny because like yes he is a superhero by the definition that we all use superhero and it's weird when they would say it in the show because it's like and even he you know even when i don't know if he personally referenced himself as a superhero but when he would talk about the business and being a superhero though and it's like well are you a superhero or are you just really a hero because <laughs> there's nothing i mean again he's great at what he does but like so are lots of people that are great at their field like cops that are really good firemen they're really good they're not referred to as superheroes Hey, you know, um, so it's one of those things I find interesting um, to reference him that way because he really is just a normal person, just with a yeah. great skill that he's learned over the years and stuff like that. Um, but again, what I was leading to is that what I liked about it is that they didn't try and make it a superhero film. I mean, yes, we finally, finally got his trick arrows in play. So that just really upped the joy right there. But <laughs> at the same time, it was just kind of like when they when they redid Captain America, I think around 2005 or something like that, or whenever it was, mm-hmm. when they brought him back under Ed Brubaker. 
and oh, you know yeah. like where the story was very i mean sure i mean obviously he has superpowers but like it was still very much an espionage story more so than a superhero story and with hawkeye i felt it was very much the same it was yes he is part of a superhero team the team is not with him so there's nothing fantastical that way happening so really it's just a guy with a skill you know trying to save the day and i and i like that it felt much more authentic i'm glad that they didn't have him with like Oh, here's my flying arrow, and I have uh, here's even a Quinjet. Like they, they they took away anything that was like, like extra, right? Away from him, and I like that. I like that we left him down to basic things. He just needs a car to get around. Like there's no, someone's going to pick him up on the fly or whatever. You know, I, I really subway. enjoyed that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I really liked that he was he was down to the bare bones, and the only extras you had were when he finally was able to get his trick arrows going. Yeah. Gotcha. Hey, hey, um, you know, Robin, I could be your hero. I could take away the pain. Oh, no. Oh, Mike yeah. doesn't even know what that song is. And he shouldn't. No, no. But uh, I'm sorry. You lose to Bette Midler because she's the wind beneath my wings. Oh, my. You both <laughs> you both are telling dad jokes and killing me right now. Anyway, <laughs> don't do that. Um, So it's interesting how the, the show begins with um us getting to know about Kate Bishop, like, you know, her first seeing Hawkeye in, of course, the Battle of New York. And, you know, the view she had, which I felt very convenient. I'm like, oh, isn't that interesting? A hero that, you know, got to see Hawkeye, you know, a direct view right. from her half-destroyed living room. <laughs> <laughs> and so how many, how like, many of you heard me cringing through some of her introduction in your oh, head? Did you cringe too? It's, well, I mean, you know, I mean, some it, it wasn't that much. I mean, that part... It was fine. I mean, it was. It was kind of hamfisted. I mean, it was. Yeah, it was hamfisted. I mean, definitely. No, I was cringing. Was uh, it was just. It's it's that whole know-it-all person, you know. Like that's like, oh, you know, I get to do these things. I get to destroy a building on campus with a giant bell. That I'm sure that building was not empty. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I mean, that thing. It's not like she just broke the bell. She destroyed a building, and and I'm like. And you wouldn't realize how rich her family had to be that her mother was like, oh, I had to pay for that. And it's like, that's not a $10,000 fix. That had to be in the millions, you know, like, you know, because first of all, I'm sure it was an older building. Let me put on my contract a hat. All right. Give you an estimate. All right. So what you're looking here is complete structural damage. We got to redo the piping, electrical, and those bricks won't come cheap. So it's gonna run you about, mm, I want to say a good, cool three million dollars. I, I would even bet it would be um, more expensive than that because again, it's a look. So I'm sure they have to like get that whole look. I mean, my whole point though was just that how easily her mother was just like, well, I had to pay for that. I wrote a check, yeah. and then what I so that 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 her know-it-all attitude, the fact that she barely, actually, really didn't feel sorry about it at all. It's kind of like, eh, I'm already like, this is my other hero, you know. But then also, I hated that they, and I saw when um, when Marvel tried to, to you, you saw when they tried to like make that click to make her relatable is when she lived in her sole apartment that's a loft, <laughs> yeah. but it's done and it's 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 in the most oh I only have one fork, mismatched chairs, and old yeah you live in an apartment by yourself anywhere in the city that's two floors huge that's paid by but, her but, mother right but yet at the same time she's trying to dress down for events and just you know show that she's the average person i'm like no no you're not but right. but and that doesn't really get referenced either so it was just one of those things where like they just kind of tried to play it it's like 
she's not relatable that way. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I'll say a couple of things. Number one, Mike always seems to have a problem with uh, um, a, a hero or heroine that um, that seems like um, that they're so not angsty, but they're just like like an ingrate or just kind of like, you know, well, that just offhand, just offhand when they're just like, oh, whatever. And you're like, because you felt very similarly about Stargirl. Yeah. In the yeah. beginning. Yeah. Yeah, well, so, she was like, I'm doing this review. I'm like, yeah. it feels like Stargirl. Well, I mean, <laughs> disrespectful of the parents, that whole like, you know, you know, go fuck yourself attitude. And you're like, I'm sorry. Did anyone not, someone raised these people with a black woman in the house. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll always really argue with Mike and say, but I think that's what makes the story interesting because, you know, not all heroes start as heroes. You know, not everybody can be a Peter Parker or be somebody who was, you know, some of it has to be, okay, well, you had something and now you lost it. Or now you're, now you're really learning what loss is. Right, so, but my only problem with these stories anymore is Peter Parker is literally the exception. Like, think about it. I mean, just a quick, obviously really quick. Peter right. Parker, now name another person that's just that humble. That's not the smart alley. I'm not talking about the comments. I'm Billy Batson. I'm talking about like uh, in, the, in the world now, like in our, I guess our, our action film, our live action film stuff now. Well, yeah, everybody's um, written. Everybody's every, written kind of that's what I'm saying. Research. Peter yeah. Parker is literally the only one that's left. Everyone else is like, I'm smart mouth. I'm this and I'm that. And it's like, okay, see, it's not novel anymore. That's everybody. Everybody's this rude kid. And I'm like, it's kind of getting old. <laughs> Mike know? also doesn't like kids. Let's remember that. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> but, but the second thing I was going to say, in, in agreeing with what you were saying about, um, oh, you, you were talking about Kate and oh, it'll come back to me. Her relatability. Uh, oh, or... oh, oh, yeah. Thank you. The relatability. Um, I felt the same way too. I, I felt when when they were like, because I didn't read the series. Ralph, did you read the original Hawkeye series? No. By uh, uh, Matt Fraction? I didn't read. I didn't read it either. I okay, heard it was you didn't great. Read it either. I heard it was great. Yeah, I heard it was fantastic. And mm -hmm. I know that the, that this is loosely based on it. It's not exactly based on it. But I didn't know that Kate Bishop came from you know from wealth. So when I saw this, I was like, oh well. You know, how do I feel about one of the young Avengers being somebody of money and being so I kind of felt that way as well. And then when right. they moved into the apartment, I'm like, oh, I see what they're doing. So I did see that as well. Yeah. Um, but I mean, so so it was interesting how they matched um Kate Bishop, you know, together with um Hawkeye. Obviously, they had the auction and then the death of the what was his name that the, the guy that they Armand. killed off? Uh, yes, Alan King. Oh, Armand Duquesne, I'm sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah Armand Duquesne. Um, I'll ask this question because I always ask it anytime we have a mystery. Were, were any of you guys um, already, you know, of on, in the know of who the killer was? I honestly thought it was the fiance. Oh, yeah. Okay. Jacques, Jacques Duquesne? With Jacques Duquesne, the moment I heard the name, I'm like, oh, Jacques Duquesne. I'm like, I know you kept, know who it was. Well they, well, they kept saying Duquesne, Duquesne, and I wasn't really paying attention when I heard Jacques Duquesne. I'm like, oh, the swordsman. So I knew who he right. was, and in the comics, uh, just if, FYI, Ralph, if you didn't know this or find it out later, the Swordsman is the, was the mentor to Clint Barton, because Clint really? Barton was a crook and stuff like that. He was a criminal before he um, wised up and da 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 and joined the Avengers and everything like that. Um, so Swordsman is the one that taught him his skills. Mm. So, and obviously here, that's not going to be the case. So I already knew he would not be the killer. I, I just knew that would not be the case. I didn't know who exactly. Kind of suspected the mom was involved just because uh, Vera Farmiga, I love her. I absolutely love her. But I'm like, nah, she can she can also play like the bad person very often. So I'm like, it's probably going to be her. She'll, she'll be involved heavily somehow. For those who are listening to the podcast for the first time or not, not listening very often, one thing you'll always hear me do is anytime there's some kind of mystery, I'm like, Mike, Ralph, did anybody figure out 
you know, that this was the killer early on because I'm always like, oh, and they're like, you didn't know? I'm like, oh, I, don't know. <laughs> I don't have those <laughs> so, so, like I said, you know, um, you know, we, we get introduced to the step to the stepfather and to, you know, the mom and that relationship. Did you feel step like fiance. the yeah. step fiance, excuse me. Did you feel like the relationship between mom and, and, and Kate was a little flat? Yeah. Okay. It wasn't only me. Ralph, what do you what do you think about the relationship between mom and, and, and Kate? Well, it was just the way that the actress played the mother, it seemed like she was super emotionless, you know. And that's fine. You know, I mean, obviously that was kind of the problem they had, you know, was that mom right. never seemed to care. But, but I mean, I still felt it was a little like, and again, I also, I guess I felt it was so very, it's very much by the numbers like, oh, wealthy parent, they must not care about their children. You know, it was that kind of a thing. And I'm like, ah, I guess. Rich, rich parent by the numbers, I guess. Yeah. Which, which then we find out she cares so much. She hires someone to kill the person she thinks is a bad influence on her daughter. <laughs> and that part makes no sense to me at all. Like, like that part, I don't understand at all how that was going to work. That that's one of the, that's like a huge glaring flaw to the logic of the story is when you do find that out since you know Ralph has jumped ahead and we're okay with that um, that that the mom has hired out to have uh, Clint Barton killed and you're like okay so how is that going to work because she's evident she's a very smart woman she's running this huge security firm business blah 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 all right so let's see you don't kill Clint Barton my daughter idolizes him and she's falling along that path and I don't want her to do that. So I'm going to kill Clint Barton. What do you think is going to, the daughter's going to do? My heroes died. I'm going to fill his shoes. Either way, she's still going into those shoes. So what does she think was going to happen with this? You know, so like, like whatever lot and they don't go into the logic. You're like, you didn't think this through. And that's not her. I mean, the writer. Right. <laughs> like, like you didn't think this through because it makes no sense. Right. But it also seemed a little ambiguous as to whether or not the mother actually did hire her because um when when kate gets the message saying this is the address of the person who hired me it was actually the address for uh kingpin so th they didn't really make it clear whether it was the mother that hired or if it was king but doesn't she confront the mother about that and the mother definitely does not deny it i don't recall that mm. Yeah, she she confronts the mother about having the relationship with Kingpin. Right. She never confronts her about hiring uh, um, Elena to to kill um, to kill Barton. Well, well, but before we get to any other villains, I wanted to because I was trying to make sure we get the villains in order. We talked about the mom. Um, we'll get to Elena in a second. What do we think about the tracksuits and of Echo? The tracksuit mafias. They're hilarious, man. They are hilarious. But it was also weird because like you you got the feeling that they were to be played off as a joke, but then they were kind of serious. And you're like, so I felt that was a little bit weird in the writing. Like I expected them to be like a one, two, three, and they're out. But then they, they were there the whole series. I was like, mm. oh, okay. So it was very weird that they were treated as a big joke, but then seen as an actual big threat simultaneously. So I, I just thought that was weird, but I liked them nonetheless. Um I want it more from Echo. I, I don't know what it is. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't, I, I can't put my finger on what it is. I want it more from the character. I think I, maybe I wanted a, a clearer, 
I think that's what it is. I wanted a clear idea of what it is that she can do, which they don't point that out. They just make it look like I worked really hard because I live in the tool world, like my dad said, you know. Right. I had to make myself good in both, as opposed to that she can, she's good at, at mimicking uh, fighting, fighting styles style. while yeah. she's fighting. She's not the taskmaster per se. She's just good at mimicking you while she's fighting you. Right. Because literally she is an echo. Mm -hmm. She right. is literally playing back what you're giving her, you know. Um. And I know that uh, Ralph already jumped ahead, so I'm going to use that. But just to make a point about Echo, do you think that the fact that they introduced two, two things, the fact that they introduced Yelena Belova as another villain or another adversary and the fact that the series is short is why they couldn't get into Echo as much? Do you think that those two things caused the writers to maybe like ditch a lot of stuff you could have done with Echo? I think that they're probably hoping for a second season because I know in the comics, doesn't um, Hawkeye train Echo for a while? Uh, no, I know, really. I, know well, I know. because of that, Hawkeye gives her the mantle of being a Ronin. Oh. Okay. All right. Well, okay. So you're all wrong. <laughs> 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 the, the, all right. So just real fast. Um, Echo originally was hired by Wilson Fisk to kill Daredevil. Right. We're that talking I about the comics. Okay. So she was already Echo. Oh, yeah, she, no, no, no. Yeah, so that, you know, she she needed no training that way from anyone else. She was already who she was. And like I said, her ability was to mimic whoever she was fighting at that particular moment. Um, Ronan is this big mystery hero that comes out way after uh, New Avengers come out and who is Ronan, blah, 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 blah. And it's, it definitely looks like a man, the whole costume. The big surprise when the ha helmet comes off that it is Echo. No. Hawkeye... Yes. Hawkeye, continue, then, continue. Hawkeye then takes up the Ronin persona later on. So it's so it was originally Maya first. Right. And then Hawkeye. Right. And then Maya, Maya, was, Ma on. Maya was trying to redeem herself because she wasn't a hero as Echo. Okay. So she was trying to redeem herself and she didn't want the interference of like people being like, oh yeah, we know who you were. So that's why she hid herself as Ronin. You know, so she completely obscured who she was and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so that's how they, and then he ends up taking the persona because I forget why he took the persona. Something like he, <laughs> he was just bored. He want, I wanted to be interesting. Uh, <laughs> I want to be relevant. I don't want to uh, be known just as the bone arrow guy. Now yeah. I'm known as also the secret sword guy. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but th so that was, that was the way it worked that way. But, um, no, I don't, I don't think that the lack of, of timing because I mean I didn't hear that this was supposed to be longer than it was in all honesty they could have just like for instance like if if Hawkeye was fighting her or, or Kate Bishop right. like they could have just done a you know a hand move a hand move a hand move and had her do the exact same hand move, and then have someone be like hey stop copying me just something as simple as that would have been like just enough to give you the hint that's what she's doing right to I see, see her battling them you know tit for tat and then maybe throwing in something else here, right. you know, she was a fighter and it was some good fight scenes. I just thought it was weird. Also, it was weird that I don't know if the actress herself has uh, an artificial limb, but the ca character does. I mean, it's not that it harms it one way or the other. I just felt that it was an odd choice. I hear what you're saying. Now, now I see what you're yeah. saying. You're saying that what makes Echo Echo, they didn't emphasize right. as part of what makes her dangerous. They just made her like a good, a, a, a solid fighter, not right. oh, that I learned training right. right. over yeah. the years. Yeah. Right, I see yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Because it's just like, oh, she's formidable, not, oh, she can copy your moveset. Right. And she can use it against you, which is definitely, you know, yeah. 
a lot more, you know, dangerous. Right. Well, that's why she would often fight Daredevil to a standstill because he's like, I, I can't beat her because she's doing the exact same thing I'm doing, you know? Right. Um, well, yeah. I mean, oh, go ahead, Ralph. I'm sorry. All he has to do is turn off the lights and sneak up behind her and knock her out. Right. Well, that's often, you know, he, he would try that. Um, but of course, she would do what? She'd play loud noise. Once, because once, oh. that was the whole thing is he didn't know that she was deaf originally. She didn't. And, you know, Daredevil's secret was that, you know, no one knows he's blind. Yeah. But once they both found out each other's weaknesses, that's what they were trying to do. Right. <laughs> so she's trying to use the noise to obscure him, to, to fool him. And he would try the light thing. You know, it's kind of cool that way. Yeah. Um, I, I I mean, I definitely agree, you know, that, that they, I mean, I like the actress, you know, who played uh, Maya. Yeah. But, but it's when you met, when you mentioned, like, yeah, I guess you're right. You know, like, if you take away what makes that that villain interesting or they're unique, it's like make Bullseye is not um, accurate, but he's right. just a good, he's a killer. It's like, well, then what's, why is he called Bullseye then? <laughs> <laughs> why is she called Echo, you know, besides the norm, you know, whatever. Right. Um, um, there was a, a thing about, you know, um, Barton getting his his equipment back and they had this whole side plot with the... Um, the cops, the LARP, aka the LARPers. The LARPers. <laughs> How do we feel about the LARPers? I enjoyed them. They were fun. Yeah. They were a lot of fun. I do wonder if they're from the book. I was wondering that the whole time. I wonder if like they were extras in the the Hawkeye series or something like that. I don't know. Again, I don't know one way or the other because I think the dog and stuff is, but I don't know if they were. But they they were just a lot of fun. I, I really love the like when he finally gets the trick arrows from the cop, like like you know the the black police woman. She brings it back. And he's like, all right, I gotta go. She's like, no. That, that's my bag. And he's like, yeah. And she's like, no, no, no. The bag was a gift. And he's like, uh-huh. <laughs> I wonder if she got her bag back. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, but I think once you meet an Avenger, I think you cool off a little bit. Just saying. Suppose so, but you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, I know. Um, one of the main um plots of the story or at least how the story started to change obviously they they start getting into who's behind you know trying to kill clint and all this other stuff and yelena shows up did you guys think yelena was going to show up in this series and how did you feel about her inclusion and her chemistry with kate bishop i mean yes if you watch the black widow movie you know she's going to show up here um, you don't know uh, she could have shown up in an avengers movie no right. no listen listen when look at, look at you think no no when you have the Black Widow movie, and then you at the very end, the the scene is her being uh, given an assignment to kill someone, and it's Hawkeye's picture. You know she's gonna show up in the Hawkeye series. I mean, it's it's just simple math. Just follow the logic. Come well, on. no, no, she she was not hired to kill Hawkeye at the end of Black Widow. She was given information of who is responsible for Natasha's death. Tomato, tomato. To a, to a killer. Well, no, no, but, but no, but think about it. She did not go after him for revenge. She did not go after him until she was hired. <laughs> like that's, that's when she went after him. Like she had all the time in the world that she could have gone after him. You know, she had the time after the blip. The second. Yeah. Blip. Well, this this isn't like an hour blip later. <laughs> you know, like she had time to go after him. She wanted him dead, and she would have killed him. You know. But, but what like, do we think about what do we think about her inclusion now that we've said that? Oh, you know, I I was all for it. I mean, it, it was just because the thing is they needed to wrap that up because if they if they weren't going to use her in a movie, which obviously they did not in this. I mean, as far as for this plot point, they did not use her in the movie. Right. Then it needed to be addressed, and you know, and if nothing else. It's a great spot for it, and I like the way they did it. I mean, I I I like the way they wrapped it up. Um, I mean, yes, 
in all honesty, there should have been more of her if there were more episodes, just because you would have thought that she was that she would have been trying to kill him. But at the same time, though, she's also like, I can kill him whenever I want to. So I also respect the fact that she wasn't in every scene trying to kill him. Right. You know what I mean? Um, but I mean, I, I loved her. I thought she she added on to her performance from the Black Widow movie. I love her. I think she's amazingly funny as her part. I love the fact that they respected her in this film, meaning that like, it's not like, oh, you know how, you know, it's like when you in someone else's comic book, like obviously, you know, if the Flash is in the Batman comic book, Batman has to do everything, vice versa. Yeah. No, she showed up and she's like, no, I could still kill both of you. <laughs> and, and, and not just, I'm telling you that, like, it's obvious I could kill both of you at any point. Right. And, and like, and I just love when, when, uh, when she's talking to Kate, she's like, I'm Natasha was my sister. She's like, oh my God, I almost killed you. And she just laughed at her. i love that scene so much but she just laughed at her and it's like and then when you see kate's face just kind of go from a smile down to a oh now my feelings completely hurt (laughs) you know like like, yeah you had no chance of hurting her woman (laughs) you know the thought the idea that you thought you almost killed her is hilarious yeah (laughs) you know listen but yeah i i loved her part i loved her her whimsy I, you know, I, I thought like she was a character. She earned her blaseness. Like she earned the ability to be like, yeah, I'm in here just to see a few shows, kill Clint Barton, and then maybe take in a movie. Like she <laughs> earned the ability to be able to say that, as opposed to like Kate. It's like where you're like, come on, you don't know your shit. You need to kind of calm down a bit. I mean, you can be a little flippant here and there, but you need to kind of listen. Like right. she's earned the right to be like, nah, I'm pretty much not going to be killed by any of you people. So like, you know. <laughs> I can actually just give you my address of where I'm staying and I don't even have to worry. <laughs> the banter between her and Kate was great. It was absolutely fantastic. It, it was reminiscent of her banter with uh Natasha in, in yeah. the movie. Yeah. Right. I mean, with her with her playing now but now Yelena playing the older person yeah. and, right. and Kate being or the younger, the, annoying little or sister. the more experienced, because you would assume that they're close to an age. More no. Even with no. the blip, she's older than she's older than Kate. Yeah, but not like by a lot. No, no, not by a lot, but still, right. you know. I, I mean, I think it's nice. And that if if we ever see them together again, I think it would be great to see her look at her like a little sister, like to give to give her a purpose of someone to protect. Now, right. I, I, I would I would I would expect that to be their relationship, even if even if we only assume that the next time they meet is literally the second time they've ever met. Right. You know, not that they've been meeting off screen. I would I would see um, Yelena seeing her as my younger sister that I will now take care of the way Natasha took care of me. Yeah, no, no, I, I would see that being her relationship to her. You know, that would, that would work as a through line. As long as I can see Florence Poof do anything, I'll be fine. <laughs> also, that's your that's your new boo. That's your new crush there. Man, just threw Scarlet to the waist. Listen, yeah. she is just hilarious. She's amazing. Like every scene that she's in, even like the like she had a few serious scenes in Hawkeye. Right, but like mm-hmm. the the best parts are the ones where she's just being casual, and it's like it's not like she's trying to be funny, you know. Yeah. But it just comes off as like, you know, so so like calm and and, and hilarious, you know. When Kate when Kate sucker punched her in the elevator, yeah. and she's like, "Whoa, what, what was that?" <laughs> the, the whole them, she kept she cracked me up so much. She did such a great job. You know, when, when they're fighting through the building. Because mm-hmm. Kate's trying to stop her to get to 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 Clint, right? Um, and she's just like she's casually strolling. Yes, she's she's barely being interrupted in her walk. Yeah, you she's know? not making an effort at all to like 
to stop Kate from stopping her. Like she's just like, oh, right. don't, you're just in my way, you know. Yeah. And also hilarious. like, and it's also great to see. You could tell even with what she, you know, even though in her heart of hearts she did plan on killing, you know, uh, Clint. She had warned Kate, "If you get in my way again, I will kill you." Mm-hmm. And to see that she didn't and did not even try, already told you that she liked Kate like a sister. You know what I mean? Like, right. and I like that right away. It wasn't one of these where it was like, you know, she has her in a death by, you know, in one second, then she's like, no, I can't. No, it was the whole point was, I will kill you. And then she just realized, you know what? No, it's, you're not a threat and I'm not being paid to kill you. So right. <laughs> you're like, I don't really need to do this. And I, but I really did uh, enjoy everything with that, that part. So I was happy they put her in. And yeah. I was surprised because I didn't, you know, I don't, you know, preview and stuff like that. So I did not know she was supposed to be in there. So speaking of not knowing somebody because you don't preview, Kingpin shows up. Oh, my God. That was now when I, when I oh, wait, Ralph, sorry. please go, go, go. I'm sorry. Go, when go, I go. saw the image of the, in the security camera that it was Kingpin, mm-hmm. it's blurry. So you can't really tell it's Vincent D'Onofrio. I'm like. I'm waiting for the next episode. I'm like, I really, really, <laughs> really, really hope it's Vincent D'Onofrio because he did such a great job. As oh King yeah, Pin. yeah. So like he, they, did, he did. If if they don't bring Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin, they got to bring someone at least at his level or higher because there's just no way to bring someone else in. You know. Well, if they brought anyone else in, it would just be their interpretation, which doesn't mean it'd be bad. It would just it would not be the same Kingpin by that point. Different. And I think they knew that people liked. And I think they also realize that a lot of the public, yeah, sure, they can't give in to every demand, but they, I think they know that of if you're going to bring in anything from the original Netflix series, try to bring the people with them. Mm-hmm. And, so if you're going to do Kingpin, you, you already know he did a great job. Yeah. Right. You know, so why, why rock the boat at this point? <laughs> right. How do rock we feel about his performance in, I mean, I mean his, his motivation and his performance in the episode he was in? I was out of place in work. No, I was fine with his motivation because he's the kingpin. I thought it was a little weird, though. I, I, I mean, and I understand they're trying to pump him up because he's now the la- the last main villain type thing to be introduced. But the fact that like Clint was so worried—I mean, he was literally worried mm-hmm. that kingpin was going to be involved—and I'm like, really, out of all the stuff you've faced in as an Avenger and as a spy for years, he's the one you worry about. I mean, you- I just thought that was a little. You know, giving somebody there like, oh, like he's going to be big? in the show. Well, he's going to be in the show, so we got to pump him up a little bit and make it sound like Clint's really worried about him. You know, you faced off against a sentient supercomputer that was set on destroying all human life. Yeah, and this guy worries you, right? <laughs> <laughs> followed by followed by a, a, a power hungry tyrant who destroyed half of the universe. Yes, yes. yeah, and, and while building is blowing up around you, you're still able to carefully aim. You know, but meanwhile, like the moment, like, you know, he, you know, he comes up with a kingpin talking to his wife. You could hear them collectively shit their pants. Yeah. And that's where I'm like, really? Is he that big of a threat? You, <laughs> you know, you know what I think um, it is? There might have been something be- that happened during the blip that caused this sort of fear to be brought into him. Maybe that's well, it was it, well, it was been him being Ronan. But but that would be the kingpin doesn't know that, though. I mean, because that would be the only interaction that that he would no. have had. Because the family, remember, remember, the family has no interaction with them. Yeah, no, because I, they were all gone. I, I get <laughs> that. Know? No, but what I'm saying yeah. is that there's probably something happened that he saw that caused him to have that type of fear. Right. I guess so. You know, I guess so. But um, I but I did enjoy him. I, I thought he he fit in perfectly. It wasn't like 
they had to shoehorn the, the kingpin and it made sense that he would be involved and stuff like that. Um, as much as I know the kingpin from comics, it still was a lot to take back that he suddenly was very strong, like yeah. insanely yes. strong. The, the bulletproof thing though, I don't get that because he's not bulletproof in the comics. He's not superhuman. He's just like, they always say like, he looks like he's a fat man. He's just basically all muscle, you yeah. know, right. but he's not a mutant. So I'm, I mean, comic book, comic book TV show. I'm fine with him ripping the car off a door. I mean, the door off a car. Of course that's impossible, but I'm, I'll let you have it. But when he got shot point blank in the chest, I'm like, no. So they might be going <laughs> with the uh, Netflix series where he has the bulletproof lining in the suit. And that's fine, but then they should have like shown it, like like had to maybe pull the shirt back and see the bullet, or just you know something. Yeah. But they left it at. I mean, and the fact that he survived point blank explosion, yeah, and walked away, you're like, all right, all right, come in, man. He he doesn't have superpowers, <laughs> you know. It's it's the one thing I definitely felt weird about. That's why I, I phrased the question yeah. that way because though I was excited for Kingpin, and I'm and I'm usually watching a lot of different um, YouTube channels and they've talked about Kingpin possibly coming back or whatever. whatever. So I kind of had a feeling it was going to happen. And at the end of the episode five, they show at the, at the credits, the Hawkeye with Kate Bishop and Hawkeye. And then it's the contour of the city is mm -hmm. Kingpin's frame. So right. I already knew it was Vincent D'Onofrio. Right. But then to watch him almost play super villain, like super, super invulnerable villain. Yeah. It, it felt out of place. Not it bad, did. just out of place. Yeah, again, like it didn't ruin the show or it right. just... I mean, even, even, you know, I think even the actors, they all know, I mean, it's just, he's the different kingpin, but it's just like, yeah, but you're not even a normal kingpin. Like, I don't get that. Like that, that part was a little bit beyond me. Like I said, I'll give you that he's way stronger than people give him credit to be, but not bullets bouncing off him and then living through an explosion at point blank. And also, by the way, all those arrows that we saw doing all this kind of damage, that, that sonic arrow that's blowing crap left and right. This was the one not to use at all. And I'm like, it was a small explosion. <laughs> like, I mean, think about it. It was, it was like, it didn't even, it's not like it blew the building apart. It was just boom. It, it would have been like a car bomb. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, wow, this is Who the talks most about a car bomb very cavalierly. We do. <laughs> it was a car bomb. I mean, yeah. when you, that? when you've seen the amount of explosions that we have, you know, car bombs, eh. true. Yeah, so that arrow I thought was just oh, so it was very underwhelming for all the buildup it got. I was just kind of like, oh, that was I'm expecting something more. <laughs> Going to the arrows for a second, um, were we happy with the fact that all these trick arrows were explained and kind of shown? And oh, they were wonderful. I the only thing I didn't like was when he had to make his own because you're like, you saw the, the size of the equipment he was using, and I'm like, and it's in this tiny little arrowhead, how. Yep. <laughs> like, like how, <laughs> how Pin are tech. you like, 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 the, like, like these chemicals, it's like, where are you, I understand you've got access to, to Tony Stark stuff, but like, you don't normally make your arrows. <laughs> so where are you getting all this knowledge of how this all works and this little circuitry? And I'm like, okay, I'm let you have it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ralph explains it all. You're welcome. <laughs> you guys thought I was dead, didn't you? But I'm here. <laughs> Well, thought, thought, paid for it, and wished it. Yeah. Better look next time. You got to hire better people. So the way that Hawkeye knows all his shit is uh, before Tony died, he actually transferred a whole bunch of knowledge into his brain using a thought transfer device. Yeah. It's real. Look it up. <laughs> wow. So I'm assuming that you did die, and you're just back from the Lazarus pit with crazy ideas now. Maybe. <laughs> or, la or lame ideas. This has been... 
Ralph explains it all. You're welcome. That caught me off guard. <laughs> Listen, you guys got to hire now a better I can't even wrap man. the show up. I'm like, what the hell do I do? You got to hire a better hitman if you're going to take that guy out, man. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Mike, just um, use a slingshot next time. We just, have to, we just have to hire a new tech to get him out of there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> are we going to talk about the elephant in the room? Which one? We just was talked the, about Kingpin. Was the wife part of shield for a while is, is that the whole because the watch yes. was hers yes yeah she was an agent of shield I'll let mike i'll let mike answer that go ahead she was an agent of shield and i mean assuming that we're going through canon agent 19 is mockingbird correct Ooh. and mockingbird was hawkeye's wife in the comic book for a while right right so after I was, she was dead or before she was dead and i think before she was dead and then again when she came back i don't remember how that worked yeah but yes sure. that he was married to uh bobby morse which of course then says that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is out of canon with that. Right. So, you know, unless they want to just say that someone else took her name, which is fine. That's possible. You know, yeah. She retired. You know, it's not a big deal. You know, well, I, enough, I, I don't want to sound like no at all, but I'm going to do it because I don't very, get to do it very often. I knew that she was Mockingbird from the minute she started speaking in German in episode two or three to when she's talking with, with Clint and she's like, oh, she spoke German. Oh, she. I go, she's Mockingbird. That's who she is. I figured it out that but quick. Why would that have made you because thought she was Mockingbird? You know, because they play they, they they play her up as the housewife. They played her up the whole time as a housewife. And then she dropped into like a real suspicious speaking in another language. I'm like, okay, that's odd. Well, well, I don't know if they ever yeah. was attached, but I knew she was. I knew she. Well, I don't think a, they ever said what she did. That's the whole point. It's like you know, she. I mean, it's not like she seemed like a housewife. She is a housewife. That's what she is. You know, she clearly. It's just still we just never knew what she was. <laughs> just to what, have her talk about. Yeah, the kids and together. Like she just dropped tone and everything. I was like, oh, that that's Mockingbird. I was that's excited. So I didn't think about it one way or the other. She's, Especially um, considering that she didn't have the same name. You know, right? She's um his person in the chair. Yeah. Well, 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 it's funny. Mike said, well, you know, especially her name not being different. That didn't bother me so much because now after after Nolan, what he did for for, for, for Robin, you know, <laughs> saying that, you know, oh, it could have been a middle name or, you know, I'm always like that might not be their name. <laughs> now I'm that skeptical person that that watches like conspiracy theory videos. But that's not a story. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> you think right. he is, but he's not, folks. All right. So, is there anything else we want to add before we go into renaming and ratings? Uh, oh, uh, just FYI, again, in the works, not saying it's, it's definite, but there is a uh, Echo spinoff supposedly in the works. That's what I heard. That's, and it's, I think well, that's I mean, why they didn't go too far into her this time. Oh, well, we did. We we did leave one major thing out. What, what we did we leave We were just talking about the Kingpin, so... Oh, about, about where well, he ended it, up. It, it ends Supposedly. off screen of him being, or, or I'm sorry, off screen of him facing Echo when she finds out that he's the one that called for her father's death. Right. Um, and that, you know, she has a gun aimed towards his head, basically, or aimed at his head in as far as the direction. And, you know, you hear him say something about an eye for an eye. And she shoots. And then, and she shoots, but that all that's off screen yeah. and we just hear the gun going. Interestingly enough. You do hear a thud, though. Interestingly enough, in the uh, in the arc that uh, she was introduced in, um, I'm trying to think. It was, I, I think it was called "Parts of a Whole." Is the 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 1990s Daredevil comic book that she's from? When Kingpin hired her, she again finds out that he was the one that had her father killed, and she shoots him then, and it blinds him. Right, I heard about that. Right, and that's when then then now you had a blind Kingpin fighting a blind Daredevil, <laughs> metaphorically fighting. But, um, yeah. but that's what you had for a while. So more than likely, especially considering we saw how very resistant he was to being shot, 
um, that also could be a thing that will happen too. Yeah, I, even though, I, I don't think I, he's going away. Oh no, he, to bring Donofrio back to kill him off would be very dumb. Yeah. I couldn't find a better word for it. <laughs> <laughs> it, would be, it would just be dumb. Ill-advised. We'll go with that. Ill-advised. <laughs> All right. So, mi gente, let's go for it. Let's go for renaming the series. Um, Ralph, do you want to go first or shall I? You can go first. All right. So, renaming Hawkeye. I'm going to call it Hawkeye. Not that lame Hawkeye I used to know, but not so young either. <laughs> uh, Ralph? Um, I'm going to call it Hawkeye and Me, a Kate Bishop story. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Mem- memoirs of Kate Bishop? Wow, you got soft, Ralph. <laughs> Mike? I call it Proud Barton, Ronin, Ronin, <laughs> Ronin on the river. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, I hate <laughs> you both. <laughs> I hate you both. All right, let's do it. Ratings for Hawkeye. the series, Ralph. I give Hawkeye nine out of ten. Uh, Yelena, are you not going to eat with me? Which are the four? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to keep it simple, and I'm going to give Hawkeye eight and a half pim trick arrows that turn a truck into a into a speck out of ten. <laughs> Mike? When that owl took that truck. Oh, what are we going yeah. to do now? What are we going to do with it now? <laughs> I, <laughs> fell, I fell backwards laughing so hard. Yes. <laughs> Mike? Um, I give it nine and a half. I could take this pretend sword and you pretend to die and I take that suit or I'm going to real punch you and you're going to real fall down and I'm going to take that suit out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely fun to have her do that. Huh? Come on, man. Just play with me. Come on. <laughs> All right. So there you have it. Hawkeye. Not quite the book, but still pretty fun. But hey, everybody, don't go anywhere. Our rocket review is next. Hi, I'm MFG, and this is my two minute rocket review of Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. Following an impressive six-film Resident Evil series starring Mila Jovovich from 2002 to 2016, 2021's Welcome to Raccoon City relaunches the franchise with a bit more dedication to the original games that sparked people's obsessions for the horror survival genre on consoles. The reboot was written uh, and directed by Johannes Roberts, who stated that he based his idea around the first two games and wanted to explore the secrets of Spencer Mansion. Leading the cast are the Redfield siblings, Chris and Claire, with a story set in 1998, which is when the character of Claire was introduced in the games. As expected, the evil Umbrella Corporation has been experimenting on and poisoning the townsfolk of the small dying town called Raccoon City, releasing a quickly spreading and highly infectious mutation among humans and animals that turn them into murderous creatures. Flesh-hungry residents are quick and crazy. The mutations are gooey and nightmarish, and the scares often come at you hard and fast with many horrors creeping from dark corners. The movie keeps attention around seven, but there are moments that ratchet things up to a nine. Loading the screen with many of the game's familiar characters is the film's biggest tribute and its biggest disservice, because with so many people, character development is kept to a very bare minimum. Panned more by critics than by audiences, Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City is not made to win any awards, but it was crafted for guilt-free, late-night, lights-off viewing from your sofa. I give the movie a solid 7.5 out of 10. I'm MFG, and that's my two-minute Rocket Review. 
Geeks on the go. Now with more trick arrows. All right. Okay. So here we are again. First one of the new year, or at least at, at the time of the recording, first of the new year. But for those who know the segment, let me break it down for you. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek. And we make it under a minute, usually. But one thing that has happened with the past year and a half, I want to say since the pandemic began, there's some bearded fuck. Yep, that's my first curse of the podcast. Um, <laughs> to be able to ruin things for us. Correct, Ralph? Mike doesn't have a beard. It's not me. What are you talking about? Mark has... Uh, Mark. Mike has... Mark? A- Mark? Who's Mark? Yeah. Mark Mike's is Mike's Mike ego. ego. <laughs> Mike has a luxurious beard. Do you not see it? Can you not see his beard? It's, he has it's great amazing. stubble. I wouldn't call it a beard, though. <laughs> Nobody would. <laughs> even even a month later as I don't shave nobody would call it <laughs> but notice how Ralph tries to distract me while realizing that I called him a hater again but you know I know. Listen, haters are going to hate it's alright it's 2022 maybe the hate's gone we'll see watch we'll us not get it <laughs> are we ready yep yeah alright ready set go who would be another street level villain that would be fitting for Hawkeye season two, Mike. Bullseye, enough said. All right, Ralph. See, I, w- I was thinking Bullseye, but I'm like, they've already done him twice and it wasn't really good either. Um, so I had to go with possibly the guy who'll probably make it really good. Hurry up. Taskmaster. Thank you, Taskmaster. Jesus Christ. After that there. movie? Yeah. Well, no, no, <laughs> Wait, already ruined okay, that. Which, that all right, all right, all right, hold on. Which Marvel movie surprised you in how good it was? Shang-Chi or Eternals? Ralph. Shang-Chi was incredibly good. I loved oh. it so much. All right. Uh, Mike. Shang-Chi, and I wasn't even hungry for more two hours later. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And rank the following heroes from basic to greatest. Superman, Spider-Man, Batman, Invincible, Ralph. Spider-Man, Batman, Superman. Stop. Come on. Invincible. Okay, Mike. Super- uh, Ralph with his slow-ass answers. So, 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 so now no one here can deny that in this case, the cat was absolutely correct. Between his first answer, that it was needlessly long, and then the slow listing of the last, even I have to agree with Cap on this one. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what are you talking about? Dude, yeah. I have to possibly... Um, synchronously using all these words, then you have to do with the sentence. I'm like, also reverse what I said. I said it in the wrong order. Whatever. (laughs) Oh, 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 reverse what you said. I went it from greatest to basic. I was wondering you put invincible first, but we still gotta get Mike's answer. So Mike, Spider-Man first. So Spider-Man first. Okay. Ranking them from basic to greatest. Uh, Superman, Invincible, Batman, Spider-Man. Whoa, I'm really surprised by that one. Wow. Okay. I didn't think Superman would be so ranked low, but okay. He I mean, obviously not low. I mean, well, again, it's based. On, I mean, you, you left it to us on what we were basing right. our absolutely. And if it's just stories alone, I, Superman yawn fest. <laughs> okay, no, no, absolutely, I, I, no problem with that. I base mine on uh, the type of person that they are. Yeah, there you go. Um, I was gonna go with um, overall interesting story arcs, and I think I would agree with Mike with with, with putting Superman. Last, I would go Superman, Batman, Spider. No, Superman, Spider-Man, Bat. Actually, the 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 order I put it in the question: Superman, Spider-Man, Batman, Invincible. Oh, you think you think Spider-Man's stories are that low? Because I know you like Spider-Man. Well, in comparison to those, because for every um for every um Spider-Verse storyline we have, or Craven: The Last Hunt, 
we have a clone saga. We have um we have the what was the one that where where Spider Man has started having like the thorns and the, the the things come out of his wrists. Oh, you mean the organic webbing? Yeah, there was a storyline that Straczynski wrote with that one. Oh, you're talking about when he also had the uh, the stingers, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, that was I forget where that was from. You know, I mean, that, I was, after, that was that was after the other or something like that. Like when I read Invincible, and maybe it's just because I love Invincible so much, but their like their arcs, it, they were just really well done. And even their weak arcs are still pretty interesting. Nice. But then again, the Spider Man and Batman and Superman have longer um, like samples of work. Yeah, they've been over the, the past thing 50 too, right? years versus Invincible, who's been over the past 10 years. Yeah, right. So just that. And also, Invincible ended, so. Oh. Yeah. It's finite. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Shout outs. What are our shout outs, gentlemen? I would like to shout out everyone who is still listening to us. Happy New Year. Whenever you hear this, let's hope this is a better year and let's hope you keep listening. All right. Mike? Happy New Year to you crazy people out there. Love you. Love you listening to us. And uh, definitely hit us up this year. We'd like to hear more from you guys. Uh, but again, as Ralph said, uh, you know, thank you for listening. Stay safe. We know the Omicron right now during this time is, is hitting everybody. Still with the Delta out there. But, uh, you know, a lot of people are still getting infected. Luckily, people aren't getting as ill. So I'm happy about that. But stay safe. And, you know, if you don't, if you go like, I'm going to have to be stuck indoors. I don't know what to do. We've got 208 episodes for you to listen to. <laughs> Minus the first 10 to 15. Yeah. <laughs> As we tell everybody. <laughs> um, yeah. Episode 69. Yeah. Oh, of course you want to start there. <laughs> well, shout out to everybody who's always listening, like you guys said. The sane people and the insane people. Shout out to the people who always kind of hit me up during in between each show, like um, um, Intern Joey to... Um, Joey! The Tinkerbell to South Carolina always hit me up saying, Oh, yeah, great show, or hey, look, I was gonna ask you this. Um, Lady J, um, so just a bunch of people who were just you know giving us constant support and giving us suggestions, or like, Hey, look, are you gonna do this? Even a John Paul Deshaun who's like always asks about certain shows, and I'm like, We're not gonna review that show, Deshaun. <laughs> <laughs> JP, we're not gonna, we gotta do that show. Sorry. <laughs> We got to get him on here at some point, though. No, I want him on. Just not for the shows he wants. <laughs> well, wait, hold on. Do you want to do um, War on Cybertron Transformers Season 2, Mike? <laughs> I would murder oh. children in the streets first. <laughs> <laughs> you would do it for less? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That, I would do it for a lot less. But yeah. in this case, that would that would definitely be a reason. Yeah. <laughs> right. And hopefully, but, Johannes, maybe we'll uh, you know hear some more written word from that gentleman over there. Hopefully, he's doing well. Just, I would want to be on the show even for like 10 minutes, man. Seriously. I'm going to actually hit him up tonight. See, see, see what he thinks about that. But he's been so busy. I know that. Speaking in his native tongue, <laughs> you have to translate. <laughs> no, his, his, vo- his voice is so deep. He makes all of us sound like boys. He's like, I'm like, I can't understand what he said, but he sounds like as manly as fuck. Testosterone runs high in that part of Europe. I guess so. Anything else we want to add before we say adieu? Nope. Nope. Oh, you both. That's fine. So for um, Mike, also known as MFG and also Archie Square Rock the Tech, this is the cap saying, keep it geeky. Mercies for the week. Oh, no, that's for the Cobra Kai podcast. Sorry.